Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Miles. Miles, we actually did an interview with like about a year ago. So what's new? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, well, we've continued uh, to make a 3DS game. We've um, a lot has happened in my personal life and in my partner's life as well. We've had people come and go on our team, um, but we've essentially just kept to trying to make this 3DS game a different one, um, as we'll talk about. But um, as uh, just continuing to uh, make that our business objective to make it into 3DS. Okay, remind our listeners who may have, um, who, who you are. Sure. So, I'm, as you said, I'm Miles. I'm the, uh, the guy who wears most hats in my company. Um, we are a small indie development company who makes uh, games uh, for niche audiences. And uh, right now, as has been the case about a year ago when we interviewed me. We are trying to make, or I should say, continuing to make games for the 3DS, um, with the hope that it uh, delights the small but passionate audience that still remains there. Um, we are known just for our, um, our really our passion for uh, making games for for a very specific audience and for having a, a deep focus on what we want to make and uh, making games that we know that people will appreciate. Okay. So previously you were working on a game. Um, now people might be disappointed that that game development process um, didn't work out. How do you reassure these people? Right. So you're referring, of course, to how... Not too long after the interview I did with you, um, if I remember correctly, it was actually surprisingly immediate, actually. Like not, not, maybe not even a month later, I don't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure right around that time, I announced to everybody online that we were changing games, that what was before going to be a card game um, set in the Cold War era for the 3DS, we decided that we still wanted to make a 3DS game, but that we wanted to... Um, from the ground up, change the, the what the game was going to be for the 3DS, and so in essence, like the game was canceled when we started on the project, it just so happened to be for the same platform, you could say. Uh, um, and so we actually, believe it or not, had to do that a second time, not too long after that one. But um, we this time around, we had the the foresight to not say a single word about the um, the middle game that we were trying to do. We only got as far as like the um, planning process, and we decided that the second idea that we had wasn't going to work either, so we came across the third idea, and we have, and that was in the middle of May of last year, so we have now, uh, since then, uh, I want to say, what, it's been 13 months, maybe more than 13 months, that we've um, uh, been steady on this, this project, but to a lot of people online who um, very naturally, you know, like don't uh, keep up with us, like, day by day, you know, like, and we live their own life, and only really, I guess, like, think about our games. These are very generous, like, maybe once a month at the most. 
I can totally understand why um, a lot of people are uh, actually kind of just split into nothing. I've kind of lost some enthusiasm for our game. Um, and I think that's natural, and I think that it's all kind of part of our plan in a way. We've been trying to um, be very quiet for the time being about our game until we feel like there's something worthy of a trailer that you can just kind of like, you, you see, and like within like five seconds, you're like, I remember why it was originally hyped. Like, this is something that has come all this way. It's been over a year, and then they've, um, and they're so close to, like, literally, like, having the 3DS game on the 3DS. Um, and so we're, we're kind of waiting for that moment to, I guess, to make our um, larger return, I guess, to the public. Um, but for the people who are disappointed, um, I guess I would reassure you by saying that, like, if you were to um, give us the benefit of the doubt, you can be mad at us if you want. I can understand that. But, like, if you were to sneak around, I guess, and, and see what the trailer for the game is, and maybe even once every two months, like, check the 3DS eShop if, if that's all you want to do. And you might see our game might eventually come out there, and it might surprise you with how good it is. Now, um, I had some experience with coding back in high school days with a C++, and I got frustrated and gave up. So I understand to a degree, not to the same degree as you, but to a degree that it's really hard work to make a game. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I make a lot of Mario Maker 2 levels, and I, for me, I feel like I could never finish it. Like, I always, like, play it and play it and play it and spend, like, 50 hours on one level, and then it's like, all right, and then another mistake. Oh, I changed this. Oh, I changed that. So I understand. And, you know, being a, a podcaster, you, you know, sometimes with the art of doing or the work of doing art, you have to just kind of understand some things are lost. You have to just move on. And some things, you know, you have to, it's good enough. And you just move on. You know, I forget who said it, a quote, but, you know, it's basically that where art is good enough and you just have to move on. Because the painting or the music, it could always be a little bit better. So, I understand. True. Very true. So, what difficulties have you had developing for the new 3DS? How have you overcome them? Um, if you don't mind, I'd also like to comment uh, very briefly on, on some of the things you just said. Okay. I, using Mario Maker as kind of an example, because I think that's a great way to, um, to make this concrete, like to give an example that would be easy for them to understand. I remember I was actually listening to our old podcast together, in which you gave the example of, of like Wolverine as, as a as a card in a card game to like have some, you know help people like visualize like what it's like. So I've made um, Mario Maker in Mario Maker two levels with a, with my friends before, um, because unfortunately I don't have the money to have my own Switch and my own copies of the game. I would. I would legitimately love that game. That would be one of the first purchases I would make if I got a, a Switch. But anyway, uh, when I uh, had the pleasure of getting to make a level over at a friend's house, for example, um, even as somebody who like who comes prepared, you know, like has an idea for the game in my head already, um, and not just like an idea, but like kind of like really thought about like I'm gonna have these five enemies um, populated throughout it. You know, I'm gonna do this and this. Um, and and to like to like have that in mind and know that like I can only be at my friend's house for you know, for a limited time and then to try to get it done in that time. 
it can even in, in a situation like that, like even when you come prepared and, and you have this background as a game developer, it can still be pretty hard to like to to make a um, in this case a level in a reasonable amount of time. I found that like even when I was prepared in that instance, that I had been working on the level for a couple hours and like time really passed me by. And then my friend says like, oh, I guess you got to finish it some other time. Um, and I was really disappointed in that. It just kind of goes to show that a lot of time as a developer, I'll have to set deadlines for myself and try my best to meet those deadlines. But then at the end of the day, I don't uh, meet the deadlines quite. Like I might get like 85% of the way there, and then I'll have to say, oh, well, I'll have to, this, this miniature milestone, I'll have to delay it another couple of days and try to reach it then. Um, and so that's just kind of like the tip of the iceberg of what can be a little bit uh, demotivating as a game developer, just having the persistence to, to go to work every day and to, to keep doing it. Um, unfortunately, really recently, my uh, partner, his, as a business partner, his um, uh, mother died. And uh, being that I'm kind of a sentimental person, um, and being that, you know, it was his mother, the both of us were actually very affected by this and it. And stuff like that, which is like stuff like that can happen in life that is kind of unrelated but has a way of affecting the development can really um, really drag you down and, and make you like kind of struggle with these things. Um, and so that's just kind of like just everyday, just ordinary game development can have these sort of things. And, and for whatever reason, it seems like these are just really tough times um, in our personal lives and just, you know, around the world. Um, and so that can be really hard, especially like when we don't have the budget and we don't have fan support yet um, to do that. But as far as like 3DS and what's special about that, um, I would say that I've come to understand that that the version of Unity that's meant for 3DS, it's, it's entirely different. Um, and it's kind of unstable and it's not finished in, in some ways. So every once in a while, I'll have to uh, talk to somebody at Nintendo to like ask them to, on my behalf, talk to somebody at Unity and, and to try to like make an update for the Unity engine so that we can um, do a basic thing in our game. Um, so I find these days I find that to be like really difficult. Is is um, um limitations outside of my control and then having to um, cross my fingers and uh, and uh, hope that other people can pull through. Um, because like three years development, to my surprise, is actually kind of um, a bit um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not quite unprofessional, but like very like uh, haphazardly put together, I guess. And it's it's almost kind of a miracle that this works at all. And it's um, I think it builds character, I guess, to, to deal with a very um, unusual and, and difficult way to make a game. Um, I would say that the uh, has unique design elements, like the, the screen is small, you know, so you have to account for that. Um, there's two screens, so you gotta think of how to best make use of them. That sort of thing. Now, one thing you mentioned about outside of your control, you know, we're currently recording this in June of 2020, and COVID-19 pandemic has gripped the world. How has that changed your work? Um, this is a, an interesting um, question for me in particular, because in a lot of ways it, it hasn't affected me, but in a lot of indirect ways it has. I perhaps even 
on some days had it better because of which, and I know it sounds really awful, but it's kind of the truth. There's been some days when, um, uh, because I've always worked from home, um, it, it made it so that I would have slightly more time than I normally would to uh, work towards making my game with, you know, my partner and whoever else was hired at the time. Um, it's, um, I can call myself very, very lucky that I've been able to um, stay the course, but in broader ways, um, the virus has like affected um, more out of sports because uh, I haven't been able to leave my house very much. Like, well, what has happened is that we would send out um, like a family member to do it for us. So I've, um, so you know, in a lot of ways, like for my life as much as for a lot of people's, my my life is kind of been reduced in a lot of ways. Um, and, um, but it's also meant that I wasn't able to uh, move out of my parents' house for an extra four months, I want to say. Um, and I don't get along well with my parents, unfortunately. So that made it so that, um, um, which kind of goes back to morale, is just, I had kind of a, like a tough situation where it was just really hard to, um, when I get back to working on this game. And unfortunately, making this game is in a lot of ways like a passion project and not so much something that we're doing because we think it'll be very possible. Um, I've, especially ever since like the virus happened, around the same time, coincidentally, I've been learning that um, the, the money that we're probably going to get out of this is, is very much not worth it, I guess. Um, but we're still very passionate and we're still going to do it anyway because it, it means so much to us that we make a 3DS game. Um, but knowing in the back of my head that, like, I'm getting paid less than minimum wage to make 3DS and with the hours that I put into it, that can be kind of demotivating too, you know? Yeah. I was worried that maybe the contacts you may have at Nintendo are not available because they're working from home or or something. You know, you never know how some of those things, back-channel stuff, may not be working properly, you know? That's true. Um, may I see some of those Actually, yeah, like, my, you know how I mentioned that I would have to talk to Nintendo who would then have to talk to Unity? Um, I don't want to get into too much detail about this because I'm under contract to be confidential. Uh, but anyway, it's, yeah, I will say that, like, the virus has definitely slowed down my ability to, like, work with people outside of my own company and made it hard to, like, hire people and that sort of thing. I know that some developers have commented that, you know, if they've had released the game, it's hard to get an update because the people that handle updates are not working or working from home and it's not really easy to test things from Nintendo. And, you know, there's a lot of things to this virus that people may not realize. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you don't really see. You can't, it's hard for people that are not in the know um, to understand that. And it's it's also since we're still in the pandemic, it's hard to see the big picture. So it's gonna affect a lot of things. You may not really know, like E three for God's sake, you know, is basically dead this year, and you know we don't know what games are coming out. So so it's just a it's a weird situation for everyone involved uh, around the world. Now. Have you uploaded any of your games or any kind of things on um, anywhere people can play, like iOS or Steam or Mario Maker 2 levels? 
That way people can get a sense of your style. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioning um, Mario Maker again, I uh, did actually make quite a, quite a lot of levels like um, on my current system. Uh, and I've actually asked them to, like, to, as a favor for me to upload them. Because um, I was curious like, how they would perform if they were uploaded, but unfortunately he never did that. <laughs> um, so unfortunately people can't play my levels, but um, we did make one full-fledged game. Uh, and I've actually made some games for a 72-hour competition, but because they were made in 72 hours, I wouldn't really say that they're noteworthy enough that I would recommend people to them. So I have made one game, and that is a game called River Wars 1.5. And that's on a website called GameVault, um, which is, um, it's so it's a computer game, in other words. It's uh, like a smaller website for indie games as opposed to like a mainstream um, uh, marketplace like Steam is. Um, but anyway, River, uh, River Wars 1.5 is a... Um, a game like chess, but it also has um, elements of Fire Emblem. So I think it's a good example of how um, we're capable of um, really keeping to a smaller scope if we really need to be. And that's something that we struggle with, um, and it's actually the reason why we had to cancel uh, the card game that, that I originally talked to you about. Um, uh, but in contrast to the fact that we sometimes very much struggle with, like, making the game the right size for what we're capable of doing, um, I think River Wars kind of shows that, like, what our mentality is now these days, uh, that we've kind of returned to being able to have really good control over um, making a game that's w- within our means. And River Wars was, was a humble and small game that I think is nevertheless really fun in the right context. So being that it's, it's a lot like chess, you know, it's, it's a uh, two-player game. It's not something you can play alone. Um, and it doesn't have nice graphics. It's, it's very minimal looking on purpose. Um, but it has some, you know, it's an original take on it. It's not just like chess with some minor modification, but like a totally different game that um, if you know how to play chess, would be a good um, um, way to kind of like, I guess, point of reference, I guess. So, I mean, even though it's, it's not a very, like, you know, high budget game or um, uh, I don't think it, I guess, like, portrays really well, like, what we're capable of now. I do think that it is good enough for what it is, but that it knows what it is. Um, and in that way, that I think it's, like, if you, if you have, like, if you go into it with the right expectations, I think you can definitely have fun. Okay. You mentioned before that you want to release this on the Nintendo 3DS uh, family of systems or new 3DS. Are you worried about that? Are you worried that you should make a Switch game as well because the 3DS, you know, people are not buying that many 3DS anymore or the game may not do well on 3DS anymore because it's so late in the life cycle? Um, I would say that we, we don't have um, a very good idea whatsoever about, like, how it's going to perform on the 3DS. I can't really say, you know, that we're confident that it will do it all or um, that it will do much of anything for all we know. Um, just because, and as I said in the previous interview, like, uh, Nintendo's um, influence on how well it does is also kind of a mystery because it's, Nintendo is, is very quiet about what they decided to do in the end. Um, we've, like, talked to them about 
what they think about our situation and their response has been essentially to be very um, quiet and ambiguous about like what they, what their thoughts are or like how far they're willing to help us when the time comes, that sort of thing. Um, so we don't know how well it's going to perform and that has a story. You know, um, sometimes we'll have arguments between them about like what the worst case scenario might look like, what's the best case scenario. Um, but with all that in mind, we do think that um, it should, with only the 3DS version alone, we do think that it will break even, um, minimum. And we don't know if, if it will make quite enough money to, to reach our um, personal goals. So what we're going to do is that we're going to put it to other places. And you mentioned um, uh, that you weren't sure if it was for uh, new 3DS systems or for all 3DS systems. And I want to um, clarify that it is for only uh, the new 3DS family of systems. Um, and that, that's definitely one of the decisions that uh, we've kept the same. Um, whereas in contrast, you might actually do a physical copy uh, through when the Series 1 game. We're in uh, conversation with them right now about like, whether or not they want to um, publish our games as cartridges because they announced just recently that they were thinking of taking um, eShop 3DS games and making them physical, which is really exciting. We're hopeful that that works out for the better, but we really don't know at this point. Um, so we're thinking that especially once we know how well the 3DS port does. So it will be some time before we, we decide what to do. But we're most likely going to put it to, excuse me, we're most likely going to port it to several different places. Okay. So currently you have a YouTube channel and a Patreon channel. What interesting, fun stuff can people see on those channels now? So we, um, we are essentially keeping the lights on for our uh, Patreon. If you go to it, you would see that, uh, and I'm talking to, you, to the audience right now, if you were to go to our Patreon, you would see that um, there's a message like front and center that says that we are no longer asking for money and that we don't need the money as much as we thought that we did. And we, we made this post right around the time that we decided to change projects. Um, we were able to figure out like, what the um, what our budget's going to be, like how we're going to pay for things. And we realized that certainly enough for that we actually didn't really need Patreon. Um, and we since since then have gotten along fine, which is really nice. Um, but it is still there because even though we don't technically need the money, you know, like to uh, finance things, uh, we are nonetheless not going to be paid even minimum wage. Um, and in, in a day and age when you know when um, um, uh, people love to do passion projects like this, and especially in the game development industry, like people are still very passionate about this, and that um, it's very easy for uh, um, new people to the industry to be taken advantage of and to um, be paid very little for for their very hard work. Um, and I'm not talking about myself right now, just but um, just people in general, like a lot of um, young people entering like the job market these days. Um, work really, really hard and are really, really passionate about things and have their their heart in the right place, but they don't get paid much for it. Um, and and for you know for this reason, basically, like that, if I would boldly say that I think it would be um, a kind thing to do and, and perhaps even the right thing to do to consider donating money to us, knowing that the money will go towards you know like paying us to um, 
finance our own life, you know, to make enough money that I can get an apartment of my own that I can, like, um, that I can, you know, like, using my own income, like, feed myself and that sort of thing. And it's not that, like, that I'm homeless or that I can't feed myself, but that um, to be still living in my parents' house in my 20s is um, kind of sad, I guess. It is what it is, you know. No shame, man. No shame at all. So, do you think eventually one day um, the ideas you had for Contraband 3D will be in, implemented into games, or maybe one day in the future Contraband 3D will come out? Um, that's my hope right now. I I must admit that um, my stint on the games that we have not finished is a little bit uh, unprofessional, you could say, because I maintain the idea that we'd like to return to every last one of these games, or well, at the very least, um, at least assess them like when we when we feel like we have the time like when perhaps like when we finish one game and we finally have the free time to be like okay what's next I would like to at the very least like really take some time to when it, when when we're at that point just to look at each one of the games that we haven't finished that we've um, spoken about online such as uh, Contraband 3D um, and to at the very least decide once and for all that we're going to not pursue that idea and just like be 100% certain that the idea is just completely abandoned or to say, all right, this is the order that we want to um, return to the games and to finish the games and, and this is our overall um, plan of, of how we're going um, to finish those games. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, all I can say is that it's very likely that every last game that we've um, started that we're going to finish, um, even if it takes a very, very long time that we, I'm, I'm very dead set on prioritizing going back to these games as opposed to like coming up with new ideas, um, just because out of kind of like a sense of I really want to um, build trust with people and say that like if I, if I like start on an idea, if I really believed in, it, in that idea at one point, um, then I want to make it clear that I that I still believe in and I, and I think that these are ideas that I pursued in the first place because I knew that to some degree they're timeless and that um, I don't think it's right to just come up with ideas and, and abandon them really nearly. Um, and not to say that like my new ideas wouldn't be better, they might, actually might, but like, I, I want to like use that passionate like um, uh, drive that I have and, and pursue old ideas and maybe improving those ideas and, um, and giving fans the, the, the game that I got them hyped up for such a long time ago. You never know. You never know. Um, I remember hearing that Miyamoto said many times that he had ideas that they're just ahead of their time and maybe 10, 20 years later, they implemented them or that idea came from this game, you know, and that, you know, it's just, it's a, it's an ebb and flow. And maybe one day this will come out, you know, maybe 20 years from now, maybe... 10 years from now. You never know how things exist in the universe. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you again, Miles, for this interview. Um, if anyone else who I've previously interviewed is interested in doing a follow-up, I'm open to it. Just contact me. Um, do you have any other information you want to give out, Miles, or no? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I kind of forgot about like uh, some parts of the questions that you asked. So I'm going to be very brief. I'm going to try to sum up all of that and see my final thoughts. Um, so you asked about our YouTube as well. And I just want to quickly say that 
we have been, in contrast to our um, uh, Patreon, we have been keeping our YouTube uh, with, you know, like posted with content. And at the moment, I do a, a vlog once every month on the 15th or right around the middle of the month. Um, so, like, if you want to, I guess, hear, speaking to the audience, if you want to hear more about the behind the scenes nature of what it's like to, to be at OCI or games, I guess, and, you know, like, what's, what's happening for us, like, how I mentioned how like, um, my partner's mother died, like, that sort of thing, like, if you're interested in um, that aspect of game development, then I, I totally recommend watching our, our short videos on, on there. Um, and uh, knowing that we haven't uh, talked too much about our, our newer game, which is just fine with me, I guess, um, uh, I wanted to say that um, Adolf and I have been talking about um, the possibility of doing a third interview, and, and if that does happen, I, I do hope that we get to. Um, at that time, I, I ho I'm hopeful that the game will be so close to release that I'll be able to talk very accurately about like what the game is and like what it's going to have, and and um, I'll be more willing to, I guess, hype everybody up for it because I'll know that it'll be so close to release. Um, I look forward to that. I hope it does uh, end up happening. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. Um, you know, the third interview, we'll see. Uh, not, I'm not trying to uh, shoot it down right now. It's just, it's it's been really hard this year to do 3D or 2D.com. And, you know, for me, it's just, it's so few 3D movies to talk about, you know, and so few stuff to, going on, you know. We'll see. You know, I, I want to keep doing this for a little while more, but I don't know if I'll be here for another year or two, but I'll try. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep on. We'll, we'll be open to more things as things progress. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. It's just you never know. Things change. I mean, you know, a year ago I never would have predicted pandemic hitting the world. You know. <laughs> yeah. And um, that pandemic is, is and so many things have changed in the world, and you never know what happens. And maybe I don't have time for it, or maybe something else happens who knows but um thank you again for your time and um i hope the best for you and your organization and um live long and prosper <laughs> you too sir all right bye bye before this podcast wraps up i want to thank my patrons thank you kano3d and mr bingo5 for your financial support on patreon.com so that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>